is starting. I hope that sounds good. Why are you checking out your beard? Just want to know if it looks even. Looks even. <sighs> For our viewers. The many viewers mm. tuning in right now. That can see my beard. So, this is episode eight, my favorite number. So, it's our anniversary, so we're doing an anniversary episode. I don't know why it's called an anniversary episode, because I'm doing a couple. Let's just say that, yeah. It's a couple. A couple what? Episodes? No, a couple. Stories? No, people. Like a a couple couple. people? A couple. A couple people? A couple. Like, they're together. Two people? Together? Together. A a couple. couple. A couple people. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That are married. All right. Yes. So a couple people are married. Mm-hmm. How many? Two. So Faye, yes, and Ray. Faye and Ray. Faye and Ray. That's not real. Copeland, in Mooresville, Missouri. Um, this is what they look like. Don't get too close, but just describe them from there. Looks like one of those pictures where two people are next to each other, and you take one of their faces and Photoshop them on the other person's face. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. It's the same person, just male and female. I can see both male, too. Yeah, it looks like both male from this distance. Well, I'm going to let you know the one with the hat is the, the male. I had a good Gray. feeling. Yeah. I guess hey, women, Tina! Women can wear Stop messing hats with too. that. Just going to fuck up that seat. Whatever. Um, so, Faye and Ray Copeland, they were born in 1914, Ray was, and Good then year. 1921, Faye was born. Bad year. Like, isn't that a depression? Uh, yeah. The 20s? No? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, some background on Ray. Uh, he was rumored to be a spoiled child. He often demanded things, and although that he came from a poor family, whatever he got, like, or whatever he wanted, he got one way or the other, so. What? What do you mean, one way or the other? Whatever it takes. Whatever? Whatever it takes. Stealing. Also, the people in the picture looked old as hell. Yes. That should be noted. Noted. So, he dropped Tina. Sorry, our cats are in this episode for some reason, because the door was left open. Yep, they learned how to open doors. So they might be annoying throughout the episode. Probably not. Such a cute. Um, so he dropped out of school and started stealing during the Depression. Uh, he had a long history of crimes from petty theft to grand larceny. So first um, hogs from his father and then government checks from his brother. So he, <laughs> wow, really was never <laughs> enough. Yeah. What he a was convicted of writing bad checks on a number of occasions, and he sh- he was strongly disliked by neighbors who thought that he beat Faye and their children. So I d- there was like three different sources. There was like four, five, and six. Like none of them matched on the number of children that they had. So at least four. Or five or six. Or five how or much? Six. How much could you get selling a kid or two in the Great Depression? 
because it sounds like this guy would have done it. That sounds like if you're selling a kid, it's either for labor or to eat them. Or for organs. Or all three. Or all three. You never want to waste anything. Yeah. Or, you know, you sell them for labor, but you you sell them full price if you're just considering the organs. True. Yes. Well, we don't know. We don't know what happened. (laughs) All right. Uh, They called him a menacing oddball and real bitey and snappy. That's what, like, a local cafe said about him because he would, like, yell. A dangerous turtle. His wife. Uh, Openly. Oh, that's fun. I always love seeing that. Oh, and then others have seen him intentionally run over dogs. What do you mean intentionally? Like I'm assuming swerving. And how to many hit times did this happen that people could say that he intentionally that he intentionally <laughs> runs over dogs? Not like oh, at least one time. Yeah. Like it, it's happened enough, and that's just the times people have seen it. Yeah. So he's a weird guy. Um, he met Faye when he was released from jail in 1940, um, and they were fleeing. He So, like, they would uproot his family, his whole entire family, to leave the town that he fucked up in to go to the next town. Oh, he's like a snake oil salesman. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Well, this special. Pause. And we're back. Sorry, the dogs were going to come in. We have so many animals here. Can't wait to move. Um, so, yeah, he would uproot the family so he wouldn't get arrested because he would write bad checks and then get the money and then leave. leave. Yeah. So, um, the idea was Ray thought to hire drifters to pay for the cattle at auction with bad checks. And he always chose people that didn't have families or anyone that would miss them or go looking for them. Obviously. Wait, what? What do you mean? To sell, to use bad checks? To pay for cattle at auction with bad checks. So he would get the cattle and then sell it and then get that money and never have paid anything. Yeah, but you said he would get drifters, you don't have any he, family, but he did he murder those people? Why does that matter? Can you wait? Well, you're just saying it like it means something. Was I done with the idea? Yeah. No. That's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. This is Jack's Killer Reactions. Oh, yeah, I forgot to introduce it. Killer Reactions with Jack and Jasmine. Yay. Okay. Louise is in our spot. And Tina's fucking with shit. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, he, yeah, he would hire the drifters to pay for the cattle with bad checks, and he would just do it to people that knew, that he knew didn't have anybody looking for them. Uh, so he hung around where transients would get, like, a hot meal and a bed, and he would just talk about how he had money and he had jobs and... Three hot and a cup. Yeah. Well, no, that's jail, but... Or the military. Oh, the military. Uh, so yeah, he would talk about big money and making job offers. He didn't want to do it himself because he had prior convictions and people uh, were already looking into him. And so he that's why he hired the drifters. And then he would kill the drifters when they were no longer of use with a single bullet to the back of the head. Uh, what? Why? Tina! Oh, that probably was so loudly loud. Uh, 
Sorry, anybody listening. Um, okay, so he would kill them with a single bullet to the back of the head. So how they got caught was in... How they got caught? Yes. Okay. I feel and... like you left out a lot of details. Like what? I don't know. I'm, Suddenly I'm... they're both involved when you've just been saying he's involved this whole time? Well, they're married. And? We're married? Doesn't No, we're not. Married? We are now. <gasps> oh my god. That would be so, so funny. No. Not. Okay, yeah, so. that wouldn't happen. Uh, August 1989, Missouri police received a tip that human remains could be found on the Copeland's property. So, in September, the police tracked down one of Copeland's former farmhands, Jack McCormick. He was 56, and he had been drifting for years. They snagged him in Oregon and charged him with bouncing checks in Missouri. Uh, this is when he offered details of how Ray operated, and he also boasted about knowing where the bodies were buried. But he didn't get murdered? He describes himself as a common gutter tramp and drunk, so he thinks very highly of himself. Uh, he was living at a victory mission in Springfield, Missouri, when Ray came looking for workers, and he promised a 200 k a year job. So... <laughs> okay. That's a lot, right? Yeah, back in the day, too. Yeah. 200K, okay. Yeah, I'm looking for people around here to give a 200K. job. Like, a guy who probably looks like he doesn't even know what 200K sounds like. Or even looks like or feels like. So, Ray helped him get a P.O. box and a checking account. Um, Together, they started attending cattle auctions and Jack bidding on what Ray wanted. Jack would buy, or would pay by check knowing full and well he didn't have the money in the account. Um, he fled after Ray pointed a twenty two at his head. And, yeah, I guess he just got away by chance. Okay. I don't know how. Yeah. Maybe yeah, something happened where they, like, argued, and he pulled the gun just out in front of him instead of doing it in the back like he usually does. Yeah. So he's a bitch. Who, Ray? Yeah. Yeah. He's a coward. So the anonymous tip that the police had gotten was from Jack. Um, So they decided to check it out. As the police were questioning it, um, Ray, he... Sorry. As the police were questioning him about the scam inside the farmhouse, others were searching the property... And it wasn't long before they found five decomposing bodies in shallow graves around the farm. Of course. Yeah. So, he did a real good job. So, there's evidence, obviously. That's going to be super loud. It's fine. Keep going. I'm sorry, everyone. It is the cats. Can you please grab her? Okay. A register of people that worked as a farmhand for the Copelands was found, and it helped identify some of the bodies. It had 12, 12 of the names, including the five victims, and had a crude X marked by their names and face handwriting. Oh, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> there was a gun, a twenty-two caliber Marlin bolt-action rifle, found inside their home. Ballistics matched it to the gun used in the murders. Again, bulletproof. 
alibi? No. Evidence? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, and then there's a little fun, warm fact I'm going to give in a little bit. but. Okay. Just fun, warm fact. Okay. So, Ray insisted that the police would find nothing on his land, and he was right. They moved 12 miles away. They moved 12 miles away. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the cats. Uh, they moved 12 miles away to a farm in Ludlow, Missouri, where Ray took odd jobs. Three corpses were buried in the barn in shallow graves. The owner of the farm said... Uh, about Ray, he's dependable, a very hardworking guy. Very surprising to me, he had time to get into this mischief. I don't understand. He worked a lot with this guy. So this guy, guy saw him working thought... a lot. He saw him doing a lot of stuff. He's like, how the hell does he even have time? You know? Yeah. Um. Another body was found on another farm in a well. Uh, This owner of the farm had no idea about the killings except for the one on his property because he saw Ray dump a body into the well. And didn't say anything. No. This is like the fucking... Stupidest thing in the entire world? Yeah. I saw him drop a body down the well, but uh, I didn't think it would... I didn't think it was killing other people. It didn't seem too neighborly to ask him what he was doing, dropping people in my well. In my well. Mm. So the trial. Um, It is unclear if Faye had any knowledge of the scheme, but she kept denying it all. Her lawyers argued that she suffered from battered woman syndrome. But even though her marriage was filled with abuse, the jury convicted her on four counts of murder and one of manslaughter. At one point, she was offered a deal. In exchange for information about the remaining seven men listed on the register, her murder charges would change to conspiracy to commit murder, and this would have meant her spending less than one year in prison. And And she she didn't didn't say anything. She kept denying it all. Should have just said it. Yep. And then what happened? Well, Ray, he first tried to plead insanity, but then he gave up and then tried to work out a plea agreement. Uh, the thir- the authorities were not willing, so he got a first degree murder charges, and they stuck with him. So what, sentencing. Like Twelve or like five. Uh, I don't know. I, eh, I don't know. Doesn't really matter though, because these, the these, <laughs> this is the oldest couple ever sentenced to death in the United States. Okay, fun fact. Fun fact. Is that the warm fact? No, not yet. Okay. So, Faye was 69 and Ray was 76 at the time of sentencing. Um, so, Faye, when she was sentenced, she sobbed uncontrollably. And when Ray found out the verdict of Faye, because she went first, he says, well, those things happen to, to some, you know. And he apparently never asked about her again. That's nice. Yeah. Really loving. Um, she was the oldest woman on death row until her sentence was commuted to life in prison in 1999, nine years later. So, only nine years on death row. But then she's still life in prison. But then, in August 2002, she suffered a stroke, 
which left her partially paralyzed and unable to speak. So, so that was in August 2002. In September, a few weeks later, Governor Holden authorized a medical parole, fulfilling her last wish to not die in prison. So, um, so what does that mean? She was paroled to a nursing home in her hometown. That's nice. Really? You think that should happen? No, I oh. just said that's nice. What do you mean? I didn't say, hell yeah, good for her, she deserved that shit. She helped murder five people, probably twelve people. She knew about it no matter what, that's not okay. Battered women's syndromes, whatever, that sucks, but doesn't mean it's okay to help people murder people. I'm just saying, like, oh, I don't want to die in prison. Oh, okay, but you you helped yeah. or knew about it. And that's all nice that they let her out. That doesn't mean it's okay. It's fucked up. Well, and anyways, December 2003, 82-year-old died in the nursing home from natural causes. Well, there you go. So. I'm going to kill these cats. I'm just kidding. I love them to death. Literally. Literally. Um, so Ray, he was, you know, on death row, but he died in 1993 of natural causes, waiting execution. Of course he did. So, they left behind, you know, their children, the four, five, or six <laughs> children that they had. Uh, 17 grandchildren and at least 25 great-grandchildren. Wow, so sad. So some fun facts to end this beautiful anniversary couple episode, which is very short, <laughs> but that's fine, I guess. Uh, do I talk too fast? No, I think you're fine. Okay, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not thinking about it now. Um, the story was fictionalized in a comic book, Family Bones, by Faye's nephew, Sean Granger. So, that's cool. Alright, good for him. Make the, some money. The case was documented and shows uh, forensic files and Wicked Attraction in the and the play Temporary Help. And then the warm fun fact is, that was also evidence, was they found a quilt that Faye made of using the clothing of the drifters. I knew nothing about it. I just thought these were old clothes. She made a quilt. Yeah. yeah. Psychopaths. Right? It's one thing to just, like, try to get away with it. Like, ah. Oh. Let's get some money. Can't have anyone talking. Murder. No, that's messed up. That's fucked up. Don't want to waste anything. Come it get was... your drifter soup. Warm by the fire. Oh. With your nice snuggly drifter quilt. Aptly named. I mean, no relation. Principal vagina. No, no relation. relation. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, yeah, that was super short. Yeah. I should have done Happy anniversary. One. Yeah, so Faye and Ray. To Faye and Ray. To Faye and Ray. Some old some old codgers doing their best Assholes. to be the worst. Wow. Wow. Ten years. 
she lived past him. I mean, that's actually normal, no matter what. Murder or not. Really? Yeah. Women usually live longer, especially wives to husbands. Mm. Is there, like, a bag back there that I fucking... Couldn't tell you. We can find out in a little bit. <sighs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Episode you so 8. Much. We made it. We made it. Thanks. Tell your friends... Tell your parents if they're cool and I don't know. Thanks. Bye.